Hi there, and welcome to another episode of Bunker Mania Wrestling here on the Bunker Mania channel. I'm your host, The Decadane, and today we're going to be talking all things The Iron Claw. And to join me to talk about the movie, I have our regular contributor and guest, Harriet, aka Manga Girl. Harriet, hello, how are you doing today? Good, not so bad. It's a nice sunny day outside, so, and it's warm. I don't like it. <laughs> We're so used to the rain now. <laughs> it's like it's like it's the typical thing with us with us Brits. It's either it's too cold and we don't like it. It's too sunny and we don't like it. We need that we need that nice tepid in between weather. That's what we want. Tepid in between weather. Exactly. I mean I mean looking outside because I've got the I've got the window right in front of me. It is a very nice sort of sunny breezy sort of spring day. It's quite nice. Especially when we're going to be talking about something very kind of sad and hmm. uh, tragic uh yes but before we begin uh to our listeners and to our viewers thank you so much for tuning in hope you enjoy today's episode if you're watching on youtube and you enjoy the video why not consider giving this video a thumbs up and if you want more wrestling themed content from bunker mania on your youtube feed then hit the subscribe button if you are listening to our audio version on platforms such as spotify or apple then why not consider subscribing to the podcast feed leaving a review, or even recommending the show to a friend. Especially with the audio version, we do from time to time do special audio-only versions. We do a mini-series called Bunker Mania Goes to the Movies, which we've done a couple of episodes of. There will be more episodes to come in the future. So if you want to get the full Bunker Mania experience, make sure you subscribe to YouTube and audio channels at the same time. So yes, that is out of the way. Let's talk about The Iron Claw. The Iron Claw is the cinematic dramatization of the Von Erich family during the 80s and early 90s. To many wrestling fans, the Von Erich family is a very iconic, well, I would say iconic, but also a very well-known wrestling family. When you consider the Rhodes family, you consider the whole bloodline situation family with the with the whole OI tribe, all that sort of stuff, the Hart family, all that sort of stuff. The Von Erich is just as an important family in, in that sort of realm. So the film follows the careers of Kevin Von Erich, David Von Erich, Kerry Von Erich, and Michael Von Erich under the intense scrutiny of their father, Fritz Von Erich, who is determined to make the Von Erichs wrestling's greatest family. Uh, the film ultimately charts a number of tragic events that before the family under this intense period of their lives. Uh, film is written and directed by Sean Durkin, who has done Martha, Marcy, May, Marlene, try saying that three times fast, and stars Zac Efron as Kevin Von Erich, Jeremy Allen White from The Bear as Kerry Von Erich, Harris Dickinson as David Von Erich, and Holt McCauley as uh, the intimidating Fritz Von Erich. There we go. That is the Iron Claw in a nutshell. Now, in terms of in terms of going into this film, I mean, the 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 I think the tragedy of the Von Erich family is, I think, for most wrestling fans, quite well known. I think if you're going in as a wrestling fan and you're very aware of what befalls some members of this family, you are kind of wondering or kind of preparing yourself to whether or not you're uh, you're going to get something that's startlingly intense and very shocking and it's it's very easy i think in a different i think in a different filmmaker's hands this film could be very brutal very mm. brutal and very visceral brutal as well i think one of the credits to this film is that 
it takes some very tragic moments in this family's life and they are shocking they are very sad they are very tragic but it it's done in the sort of i'd say quiet devastation i think that's the best way because you don't see some of this stuff necessarily happen on the screen it's kind of it's hinted at it's kind of very kind of minimalistic but the devastation is shown i think more in the emotional reaction of uh, a lot of the characters in this film it's, um, it's kind but, of but, their imagination as well because yeah yeah absolutely it's the best way yeah i think i think the first thing going into it is i think from our uh, point of view is what we really know about the the von eric family and obviously the tragedy about mine because obviously for for wrestling fans some fans might not necessarily know about the von erics um Harriet, why don't you why don't you take a talk for a little bit and and kind of give your sort of your basic knowledge of of the Onyx going into this film? I knew of them, um, but I didn't know of the the family history as such because even though I'm a, I'm a wrestling fan, there are times I still don't know everything, and I still learn every day. But it was only in the last few years when this movie once announced that I started looking into it, and then recently Wrestle Talk did a video talking about the Von Erics and Cultaholic have done one as well. There's also Dark Side of the Ring, which I haven't watched, but I do need to. Mm. So that's my that's how I've learned of the Von Erics. Then recently, I, I don't know how long ago it was, but they were inducted into the Hall of Fame. So that's another uh how I, reason how I learned in regards to them. But going in, I had a vague idea of what the movie was going to be like. But like you said, it was kind of how it was going to be perceived. So I knew it wasn't going to be a delightful film to go into. It was going to be more of a, okay, let's see what level they can do it at. But but that's how I learned of the Von Erics. It was mainly just thanks to other YouTube videos talking about it mainly. Mm-hmm. Um, I did a little bit of uh, a little bit of research when you're talking there, Harriet. Uh, Von Erichs were inducted into the Hall of Fame, I believe, in 2009. Okay, my gosh, it was that long ago. Yes, yes, wow. I believe so. I will, I will double check just to make sure. Uh, Seems like yesterday. To be fair, <laughs> yes, they kind of all roll into one. <laughs> okay. Yes, yes, 2009 is when they were inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame. Um, so yeah, from from my point of view, um, again, it's like I. I I know the basics of the story. Uh, I know the basics of, uh, I know the very, the, the, the crib notes of the, of the history. I think kind of delving deeper into it, not necessarily was something I was fully aware of. And I think the film does kind of a good job to kind of suggest ways of where, how the tragedy and, and the downfall kind of comes into play because the, the core, the core aspect of this film is the relationship of, of, of the brothers, of the Von Erich brothers, with their father, Fritz Von Erich. And it's set out very early on, especially in like a flashback, where Fritz Von Erich is, I think he's he's still trying to wrestle for the NWA World Heavyweight Championship. And he is telling two of his young sons at the time, it's basically, if you want to be the best wrestler out there, you have to be the strongest, you have to be the fittest, you have to be... You have to be the best. You have to be the most determined and you've got to be willing to do what it takes to succeed. And that is a mindset that is instilled in them, instilled mm. in, in these two boys at the time, the rest of the brothers in the film. It's instilled throughout the film. And it's 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 pretty much the, the sole cause of 
I wouldn't say it's the sole cause, but it is, it is lofty expectations and sometimes mm. possibly unrealistic expectations that Fritz is putting on to the Von Erics, to, to these young men who are trying to figure out what they want to do in life. I mean, Kerry Von Erich at the start of the film, he's, he's about to enter the Olympics. He's about to represent America in the Olympics. The Cold War situation at the time, America pulls out of the Olympics. Kerry doesn't get to go. And it's sort of guided. And I put guided in those good old-fashioned, as good old Luke, uh, Luke would say, the Bucky O'Hare is there. Little shout out to Luke there. In the big old Bucky O'Hare is of, um, why don't you consider wrestling, son? Because it would be good for you. Um, <laughs> in that sort of way. Yeah. yeah. No, I was going to yeah. say, there was also a bit at the beginning, I think, of that when he said, oh, you could be working in an office or you could be doing this. And then suddenly, but hey, you could be a wrestler. <laughs> you could join your brothers. Hey, you join your brothers. You want to do wrestling? Wrestling seems like you're, wrestling's good. Have I told you that I like you to wrestle like Wrestle? Wrestle? <laughs> Have I hinted yes, at it? Wrestle. Have I hinted at it? Have I hinted by making your own costume? Have I hinted about it? <laughs> Have I hinted about it by just, by just, you know, just saying every day how I wish one of you will become the NWA World Heavyweight Champion? There's like a poster and it's just like them, all of them, just like here. <laughs> have I not hinted? Have, have I not hinted this enough? Have I not hinted this enough? <laughs> oh, God. Uh, I'm just going to tweak my a little bit here on the, uh, if you're watching on video, I've just, I've just tweaked up my brightness because I've, if things are getting dark. Well, not really oh, dark. <laughs> I mean, the film is. Uh, I mean, uh, we gotta find, you gotta find some humor somewhere in, in, in yeah. this, I suppose. Um, and 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 just to clarify, those sort of things don't necessarily happen in the film. For instance, it does not go. I've made your outfit for you, Carrie. No, no, Off no. <laughs> Off you go. No. Uh, yeah, the right so, size and all. It's the right size and all. It, it matches your brothers. Off you go. Uh, <laughs> Um, oh, <laughs> yeah, so uh, going going back to going back to my point about about Fritz's influence and Fritz's sort of pressure and kind of mm. it's not it's not like direct pressure of you are going to be a wrestler or I'm going to disown you or you're going to be a wrestler or I'm going to do terrible things to you in that sort of way. It's like it's like he's a parent, but he I think it's it's the thing of he would like you to do something which would make him very happy. And yeah. if, if you don't, then he might, he probably won't respect it. And he'll be pretty devastatingly disappointed for the remainder of your life is, is the way is what is what I think is the, is yeah. kind of the sense I get with Fritz. And, and it's like, um, because if we go, if we focus on the film for a second, so the film is predominantly told through the eyes of, Kevin Von Erich, played by uh, Zach Efron, who I think does a really, really good job in this film. Um, also, okay. if you're also if you're trying to make a He-Man live-action film, <laughs> just simply look at how well built he is in this film. <laughs> he lit with the bowl cut hair. I was going to say the hair, <laughs> the hair, the hair, the build, the sort of lovable, lovable complexion. It's like, if you want to make a He-Man live action, you're looking for your perfect He-Man. You look at Zac Efron right now, because yeah. he's a good build for it right now. Um, but no, I think Zac, Zac Efron, obviously most people know him from High School Musical. He's been kind of obviously doing the the odd like Hollywood film, Baywatch, with 
a certain Dwayne The Rock Johnson, um, comedy stuff like uh, Neighbours or Bad Neighbours, I think it's called in the UK, that sort of stuff. Um, but he has been doing like small indie films from time to time. Um, this being being the latest, and I know I think he does he does a very he does a very good job in this. He does a very good job in this, and I think we, we will we will go back. We'll 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 touch a little bit more about some. I think some of the the quieter, devastating moments. I think towards the end of the film including some of the mm. film's sort of final sort of closing scenes. Um, but yeah, just, just going back to Fritz and that sort of sense of the sense of pressure and also playing the brothers off one another as well, because yeah. there's, there's a scene, there's a scene early on where basically Carrie has come in and joined David. He's joined um, Kevin and they've, they've won like the trios, the the, the free man belt from NWA and they cut then and, and Fritz cuts this, big promo in the ring just saying how proud he is of the boys and then he sets out the lofty goals of each of my sons are going to become the nwa world heavyweight champion at some point down the line first mm. it's gonna be it's first it could very well be kerry and then it could be david and then it could be kevin and he's just basically it's like at that moment where the brothers are quite happy with what they're doing. And then they think, oh, yeah, Dad, Dad's, Dad's happy with us now. We've got some belts. We've got NWA gold. Dad's happy with us. And then it's just that sort of, no, no, my sons are going to become the world champion, whether they like it or not, in a sort of non-verbal, but kind of verbal cue there. And you just yeah. and you just kind of see their sort of reactions of, oh, okay. I think Mike as well, because he was thrown in yeah. as well. And then suddenly he was just yeah. like, oh but I want to mm. be a musician. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh he just, yeah. you see his face just drop and just well, think, oh. And in the, in the terms of the film, I think M Michael becomes more of an active wrestler, I think following, uh, I think the passing of David, which we'll, we'll, we'll start touching yes. on a little bit, but yes, no, you're, you're, it's basically, again, it's like even a Michael, uh, Michael Von Erich in the film wants to be, uh, uh, a musician it's still kind of like you should really bulk up and join your brothers in the ring because that's what the family requires it's it's yeah it's it's very it's hard. It's, it's hard it is hard to watch per se um it, yeah so it's this this first act of the film kind of builds up that sort of dynamic mm. and then it, moving onwards we we start the sort of downward spiral of the family and first and foremost it starts with david von eric who is the chosen one of the brothers by fritz because they they have an opportunity to to have one of the brothers go up against rick flair but they have to go on this massive sort of six-month tour they need to go off and do wrestling all across america then they go to japan and then they have this massive stadium match where in theory they should by booking win the belt yeah. um but unfortunately tragically it doesn't pan out that way as and i need to double check my notes here so two seconds everyone um where unfortunately david von eric doesn't make that final match because he he passes away during the tokyo tour uh due to acute enteritis um and it's again, it's like I say at the start, it's like the film doesn't necessarily show it. It's just basically 
you see David being very ill at Kevin's wedding in the toilet, very violently ill as well. It's very uncomfortable to see. That and was then, yeah, not a pretty watch, I will say. And then, and then, two scenes later, Zach Efron's coming to the to the kitchen. There's there's Fritz, and it's like, oh, your brother's died, and it's like, it's 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 not it, it's a it's. It's very sad. It's very tragic in that regard. Mm. Um, I think one of the things of the movie is that they were afraid to express sadness because mm. they they really they couldn't grieve, mm. and you you saw that a few times in the film as well. That you know, mm. even though they tried to, they couldn't because they had to be men and they had to men don't cry. And it was just like God mm. has given the reason why he should not be here, and it's just like oh my gosh, because mm. like in. I have seen like on TV and stuff like that where, you know, it's like the, the God fearing and under the thumb sort of thing. So when you see that it's very uncomfortable and you just think mm. you just want to hug them or you just want to comfort them, not even their mother Doris could comfort them even yeah. in that time of need. So, yeah. 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 And it's, and again, it's, tragedy befalls the family but to fritz it's kind of like it's a setback we carry on because it's like yeah it it, it really double it, it doubles down fritz's sort of intense parenting when it comes to the even yeah. the evening of the funeral uh because after because after they have david's funeral himself uh kevin kerry even michael they're sat out on the on the front porch and Fritz has just gone, well, David's passed away. That's sad. But someone needs to step up and take his place in this match and win the belt oh, for the family. That and was it's, so riled up. It really did. Because it was just like, your son is not even a few hours buried. And you're suddenly deciding, well, okay, let's move on. Who's going to be the new NWA champion? Is it going to be you? Is it going to be you? Oh. Yeah. yeah. And it, it, it gets to the point where it's just gone, well, I can't decide between you. So coin flip. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and yeah, that, that, that monumental for coin flip leads to uh, Kerry Von Eric uh, taking on Ric Flair and winning the belt. Um, mm. But I think, but then, but then the film shows the pressures of, of even kind of achieving that under father's scrutiny because, pretty much moment instantaneously in the film it might have been longer in the film it might have been longer in real life but pretty much instantaneously after kind of winning the belt Kerry Von Eric gets into a motorcycle accident and has a foot amputated and yes in that kind of mm. I think that kind of compounds compounds the tragedy a little bit there but also for Kerry it, it compounds a lot of setbacks obviously he got the olympics there and now he has a he has a he doesn't have a foot he doesn't have one of his feet anymore and that makes wrestling extremely hard and when his father has repeatedly told him wrestling is the family business you've got to be able to wrestle and all that sort of stuff it obviously yeah. it obviously puts a lot more pressure on but the, the but in the film i think the the order of the film it doesn't necessarily start with we we do return to the pressures Kerry faces later on because we then turn our attentions to Michael Von Eric, who yep. in the film is played by, and I'm going to double check my notes right now, is played by Stanley Simmons or Stanley Simons. 
apologies if I've got it right or wrong on, on both of those camps there. Um, and again, we, we talked about earlier, he's, he's at the start, he's this, he wants to be a musician. He has no real interest in wrestling. He, res- he respects it in his family, but obviously it's not mm. something that he necessarily wants to do straight away. Kind of gets a bit of a, a bit of an ire from, from father at the start there. Um, but after David's passing, Kerry's accident, Michael decides to actually get in the ring, does some training. And during a shoulder injury, he gets toxic shock, which leaves him fairly debilitated. So he so he's fairly unable to to properly wrestle and, and all that sort of aspect. And and the pressure, and again the, the film demonstrates that the pressure and the and just not being able to live up to expectations ultimately drives uh, Michael von Eric to sadly take his life with a tranquilizer overdose. Um, there was a, there was a scene in the press conference that really another thing that kind of shocked me. It was when they were asking Mike, "Oh, when do you think you'll be back in the ring?" And you can see it was a case mm. of no way is that lad ever getting back in the ring. But then you it pans off to the corner where you see Fritz, and it's just like that stare of like you will say you're going back in. The, oh well, I think it was Kevin who filled it in saying, "Oh, well, we're not sure." Yeah. But it was a case of say the right thing, say the right thing, and it was just like that was very uncomfortable to watch. Also, as well, because it's just like you know, he you can see he cannot wrestle, but if you told that to Fritz, he'd be like, nonsense, he'll be out wrestling in a month's time and stuff like that. So that was kind of that pressure. You felt it as well, even though it's not yeah. you, but still it's just like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, and at that point, obviously, the the the, the shock and the, and the grief and that is really playing on Kevin Von Eric at the time in, the, in this film as well. But we, we turn our attentions back to Kerry Von Erich, who has managed to get a contract with the WWF at the time, WWE, has become Intercontinental Champion, despite the fact having one word. So again, overcoming adversity to get to the big big stage and to win a belt on a big stage like that is it's still quite a monumental achievement. And there's a scene at, at, at Christmas Day or Christmas Eve where he's come he's he's come to revisit the family. Kerry's Back there, he's got a, he's got a gift of a gun for his dad, all that sort of stuff. And his dad's gone. I'm I'm proud that you're in the WWF and you've got the Intercontinental Champion. But when are you going to win the WWF Championship? It's like there's never it, it's, it's never there's never any yeah it's never enough. It's just like so. Can you achieve higher? You're going to achieve higher. Yeah. It's it's never. Yeah. I'm proud of you for this moment. It's more like, but how are you going to improve on yourself? And you think, oh my dear God, you know. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and again, that sort of it kind of spitballs because we have we have the we have the moment to basically that Kerry's career with WWF is very very short. His contract, I don't think, got it gets renewed, and that's the catalyst of of mental instability instability for Kerry because he again, it's like wrestling is all he's been taught about. Wrestling is all he's been told by his dad is important being the best being the great being the strongest all that. and he's and he's and he can't achieve that and i think even though he's he shares that even though he shares these he shares these issues with his brother kevin at the time and kevin is trying desperately trying to to look out for his brothers at this point in time he's unable to stop 
Kerry taking his life via a self-inflicted gun wound towards the end of the film. And it's, it's just I mean, these, all these sort of free elements, they just in their own different ways underline that sort of poor mental health, but also it underlines that, that sort of no way out sort of no sort of no it's like they don't they don't see any positive they don't see any positive way they can achieve their goals but also keep their parents fam- keep their father happy more or less yeah. it's, it's like, they feel like they've let yeah. the family down yeah yeah or more Even more more doesn't. yeah i'd say it's more it's, it's more they've let fritz down or their disappointment yeah. of fritz because He's the one who has hit the, the lofty goals of the of the Russian Empire. He's pushed um, their goals. He's pushed his goals onto them. It is very much a very common trait uh, where if I can't achieve this dream, but you're going to achieve it for me, sort of thing. Mm. And that's the pressure of like, well, we are going to get this goal because it, it was legitimately playing favourites because it was yeah. going to be Kevin at the beginning, and Kevin was building up for it, and then he was kind of moved to a side. Then it was. Yeah, and then it just kind of it carried on. So yeah. in a way, even though it's kind of I don't know, this sounds terrible. It's kind of good in the way that Kevin didn't get it because you wouldn't know what would happen if if that had mm-hmm. happened. True. I mean, it is full of what ifs sort of thing. But I think also another person who saved him was his wife was was Pam, who's played by yeah. Lily James. So yes, you're right, Lily she, James. She. She saved him, I think, because in the beginning of the film, you saw when Fritz was trying to pressure Mike to bulk up. And, you know, he went to his mum, Doris, who, and she was just like, oh, just talk amongst yourselves. It's between you brothers. And you sort of think, well, you could see, like, you could help, but she was kind of fearful in a way of, like, stepping out of bounds herself with Fritz. So that hug that Pam gave when he told his story about of his older brother and how she said, Oh, you have older brother syndrome, which is very much true because he is looking out for his, his younger brothers and that hug. It was just like, okay, there is someone who does care. And she is kind of that massive pillar to him throughout the movie. Um, Even though there was kind of like a separation in between, but he realized in halfway through after all the tragedy, he needed her. So went back and, I thought she was great in the movie to to help him and in real life as well. That was just his 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 way of like living, I suppose. I think mm. that's what the brothers needed. They need that that validation of love, which they didn't really get, I suppose. I thought I think in a way, it's like you said, if if they had won the champion and if they did win the championship, they just wanted that love from from Fritz, but it was never enough. It was just like, okay what's the next step what's the next step and there was probably never going to be an end goal in the end which is sad yeah. in that industry because you can you can you can pretty much imagine you could probably imagine that if fritz lived long enough for fritz lived because fritz passed away in um 1997 but we there, there are new there are, there are further generations of von erics that are currently doing wrestling i think a couple actually appeared on AEW recently as well with uh with um oh. what's his name dustin Rhodes. yes that's him dustin Rhodes, cody's brother cody's older brother there you go. <laughs> um but yes it's so you could you could imagine that you could easily imagine that if Kevin's Kevin's children grown up and Fritz was possibly alive at that time. Fritz would be going, I want your grandchildren to do wrestling. 
because they yeah. they're going to they're going to cement this dynasty even further. Um, mm. But yeah, um, just just touch on it because I think for a lot, if you're very well versed in the story of the Von Erics or you know the history of the Von Erics, the 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 brothers that are covered in this film are not the full family. There are two other brothers who are not mentioned. Well, who don't really necessarily get on screen per se. I think yeah. we do we do have the we do have the very first first uh, child jack atkinson jr who was fritz von eric's first son uh who died at the age of seven in oh no just uh, just i think at the age of six in 1959 um through uh through a, a, a tragic electrocution accident so we only see we only see his first son in, in the, like the opening flashback there is also the story there's also uh chris von eric who again was a it was another member of the family who passed away due to due to suicide. Um, but he's not featured in the film. Um, and the reason why um, Durkin, Durkin, who is the writer and director of the film, um, was asked about this and and basically just said there's uh, he said in an interview and it's on Collider.com that there was a a repetition to the events of the film and it's one more tragedy that the film couldn't really withstand. And I, and I can see his point there. I can see his point there because you're going from one, one shocking loss to the other. And while I say, and while we talked about it being like, it's quietly devastating rather than fully in your face or Mm. fully kind of really gratuitous per se, I, I could, I could see the film probably being, just too too just too depressing and too sad for uh, for the sake of just being. I'm trying I'm trying to make this sound where I'm, I'm not saying it's too, it's going to be too sad for its own good, despite the fact it's already a very sad and depressing story in itself. Yeah. Obviously, because in in essence, to say the bottom line with the film is, I'm I'm happy that I saw the film and it. I think it's a very very good film. To say that I enjoyed the film especially when it comes to subject matters like this, especially when it comes to tragic stories like this, you can't really say you enjoyed the film because it's, you, no. you, you definitely don't come out there feeling like you've, you've learned, but you, 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 you get an idea, but you don't come out saying I enjoyed learning about that because it's, yeah. these are stories you don't want to, you don't want to hear about in the world of wrestling. And we've, we've, we've had our fair share of very tragic and horrific stories in wrestling. Um, so I, I no, honestly you, don't know why I'm getting my point, but I think you know, I think listeners and viewers, and I think Eric can understand where I'm going. My point basically, mm. if you want people to engage with the film, you want people to actually go out and watch the film, being told it's a film where people just die tragically every five, mm. 15 minutes is probably. It's probably not what's going to get a producer to go. Yes, here's the money. Off you go. Yeah, yeah. I think in a way, it's the story is appreciated. The fact that it was told. Mm. Yes, I suppose that's one way of saying it. Because you're right, there is no way of saying it's not happy. You know, it's not. You you knew going in it was not going to be. But yeah, I think because I, I thought about this on the way home, thinking that I can't tell people I really enjoyed this film mm. because of what happened so obviously i just thought well maybe appreciate might be a better word because you've yeah. watched it you've seen what happens and you're fine with that you know and it's kind of mm. you know the story and you know 
yeah, I can understand why they didn't put the 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 the, the fourth. One. I don't know if anyone could have handled that. I mean, in the last mm. in the ten minutes after Kerry's, I was just in tears like till the end, till the credits, um, like silent tears and then full on sobbing when they had the scene afterwards, which I won't mm. spoil. But it was just mm. a case of yeah, I'm glad I was in the front row. <laughs> if I was in the back row, I probably would have been heard. So, um, mm. yeah, appreciative. I think it's a good way of saying it i did like at the end though not like it but that's the wrong word but how doris broke out of being ruled per se because i think this is when everyone had moved out um well everyone was not there and she it was shown she was a painter in halfway through the film like mike was looking at a a painter a painting and she said Mm -hmm. oh yeah that was me of my family home i don't remember it and at the end she was just drawing or painting something and fritz came in and was and say what's for dinner and she's like i haven't cooked anything and you think oh and this is you're you're happy for her Uh, and then it was kind of you could see because she was literally like a woman who could not show any emotion at all especially after her son's tragedies like you could see the um, i think it was it was kerry's funeral mike's funeral i'm not sure where pam had to comfort her and she tried so much not to cry and was just more worried about the fact that she wore the same dress and it was just like no one's going to care but obviously she thought because everyone's watching her because they're this famous family that's the first thing and probably worried like the what ifs in the future. So I was very appreciative at the end of her kind of breaking away from that and going back to what she used to love. But it was just sad. That was the way it had to happen in a way. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And just for benefit of everyone, um, Doris von Eric is played by Maura uh, Maura Tierney in uh, Tierney. Uh, get that surname correct um, for people who would like to know who's playing that uh, person in the film. Um, really good as Doris, I have mm, to say. Amazing. Yeah, yeah. Um, obviously, it's a wrestling film, so we have some. We have some very, very light. Well, we have some. We have some. I would say impersonations, but we have some appearances <laughs> by well-known wrestlers in the film. Um, there's a really uh, Harley Race appears early on in the film. Not the actual wrestler Harley Race, but someone impersonating Harley Race, um, which mm. I think they did a very, I think they did a very, very good job of doing. Doing that was um, that was uh, Kevin Anton being Harley Race. There, there's there's a lot of talk about. <laughs> I know what you're going to say. The Ric Flair one, <laughs> oh. who was played in the film by Aaron Dean Eisenberg, um, and he looked like him. He looked. Like him. <laughs> <laughs> he, did. he did especially when it came to like match time with 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 kevin in the film it's like yes he definitely looks like rick flair you have the sort of pre-promo you have the pre pre-match promo and i i guess it's trying mm. not to do a cartoon impersonation of rick flair because it's very easy you just go into the woo Sort of thing yeah. going. I'm a I'm a profiling limousine riding. Uh, that's even me. I can't even do a damn <laughs> it's, it's, it's It was it's better probably, than what happened in the film. <laughs> yeah, it was kind of very tame. It was kind of like I don't know. It sounded like was reading from a script. <laughs> I don't know. 
It's, 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 it's kind of like be kind of Ric Flair, but don't use it, but don't do an accent. I said, like, all right, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's it just, I think for the, I think <laughs> if you didn't know anything about who Ric Flair was in the wrestling world and all that sort of stuff, <clears> and you and you and you have never heard Ric Flair in your life, you would have gone, all right, he's just a man with a lot of white wavy hair. Yeah. Um, whereas for the wrestling fans, myself, Harry, and and, and a predominant audience that I can imagine watching this film, they'd probably going, it's like, it's, <laughs> it's the wish.com Ric Flair. <laughs> and I feel mean for saying it. I feel mean for saying it, but it's just kind of like, we want Ric Flair, but we don't want to spend too much. Here you go. We have Ric Flair at home. It's the wish.com <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh god that's honestly that's probably the perfect way you could describe that <laughs> yeah yeah and, I, and it's like i i i can see i i can generally see that they were trying to recreate that trying to recreate as best they can yeah the rick flair of the time there but it's just you the either hair was great <laughs> <laughs> the bloody hair post-match Ric Flair going, oh, I want to go to a bar and get fucked up, that sort of stuff. Yeah, that all works. Yep. That all works. Yep. It's just it's just something about that promo <laughs> and the initial voice that makes me go, well, this is weird. <laughs> in, it's like, this like, doesn't sit right. <laughs> I... I Obviously, they they obviously they try to be authentic as best they can. I mean, they they bring they've brought in a number of wrestlers to to appear in the film. I think Chavo Guerrero appears as uh, the Iron Sheik. Yeah, I think it's more of a blink if you miss him. Um, Very much. He, even one of the film's executive producers appears as a fictional Von Eric, and, and that <laughs> is good old Maxwell Jacob Freeman, just randomly popping up for ten seconds in the middle of in, in the middle of an act, just. Doing a move and then with with big comedy sort of wig, doing a big, big bicep curl flex for people, and it's kind of like again, you're a wrestling fan, and you see MJF, and you go, "Huh, that's MJF." <laughs> it takes you yeah. out of the moment where where the I, the shot, the shot at the time, the shot at the time is you're slowly zooming in on Zach Efron, who is still trying to process a lot. Because here, I mean, this is yes. the point where I think this is after Michael's passing. Um, yeah. And it's like you're going in for that, and it's like, oh, there's MJF, and it's like, okay. <laughs> Even Why I not? saw him, I was like, I was like, oh my god, because I wasn't expecting to see him at all, because I heard he'd been cut out of the film. So mm, to see him, yeah. I was just like, oh, there he is. <laughs> but also, I think, wait, I'm in the movie. <laughs> I think when, so I think when the DVD Blu-ray comes out, there might be there might be a lot of deleted scenes that we will actually see. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully I wouldn't we might mind seeing that, that. or an yeah, extended cut. You never know. Photos, yeah of them together yeah. so yeah absolutely absolutely so um let's i think we can we can sum up sum up the iron claw here now if i was to give this a film rating because sometimes I, I tend to give film ratings out of five i would be very comfortable giving this four to be yeah. honest i think it's Same. i think it's a it's a good insight into the world of wrestling at that time uh, a good a good study of sometimes the the mental pressures i guess uh, people go through when they're doing wrestling. It's kind of, I think kind of like a weird companion piece to it might be the wrestler, Dan Aronofsky's the wrestler, because even though it's about the fictional wrestler that's played by uh, Mickey Rourke, again, a lot of the similarities of, of mental tolls, uh, like the breakdown of social relationships, physical toll, it's, it is all there, just obviously with modern wrestling, whereas with 
with the Iron Claw, it's it's more. I feel it is more emotional and more more mental toll than anything. Mm. I suppose. Um, but I think if you are if you are interested in wrestling, if you're interested in wrestling history, if you're interested, or if you're very well aware of the Von Oaks family, then give it definitely give it a watch, at least a watch. I'd yeah. say. Um, yes, that's my that's my sort of thoughts on it, Harriet. Yeah, I I knew going in, like I said, it was not going to be. A, good, a happy film even my dad said to me before i went oh he said because wrestling he, he deems it as somewhat fun sometimes he said oh is it gonna be a good fun movie i'm like um no <laughs> he doesn't oh, no. and i told him i explained afterwards and he was like no that's understandable i mean yeah i i knew going in it wasn't going to be happiness and rainbows and whatnot but i did like i said appreciate the story i thought it was well told i think it was done the best to its abilities. I think if you had gone more, I think it was just right because if you'd gone more, like if you'd shown more graphically, I wouldn't have enjoyed it. But the way that they kind of mm. told it and then the before and after was well done and done in a way that was kind of, you know, nothing more needed to be said or done. So I, I appreciated what I watched. I probably would watch it again um when it comes out and if there are extras i'd look forward to seeing those as well mm -hmm. so at time of recording uh we're recording this on sunday the 18th of february at time of recording uh, the iron claw is still showing at uk cinemas i believe it's just gone to vod in america and i think the american dvd blu-ray release is scheduled for the end of march as well uh, so if you have seen the film and like to share your thoughts, do let us know your thoughts in the comments below if you're watching the YouTube version, or you can email them over to contact at bunkermania.com. It'll be great to hear your thoughts on the movie. And with that, we are coming towards the end of this episode. Thank you so much for watching and listening. Um, we are going to be back very, very soon with another episode, hopefully with a full contingent with Jeremy and Matty Boo again. Uh, we're coming up to a very busy period in wrestling. We are on the road to WrestleMania, but the next stop is the Elimination Chamber in Australia. And that was me trying to do Australian accent. Very miserably. <laughs> and my family out in Australia might feel ashamed of me right now, and I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> but um, yes, coming coming up in WWE Canada, we've got Elimination Chamber uh, next week. Week after that, it's yeah. AEW's Revolution as well, which will be the debut of Will Ospreay in the in the promotion, as well as Sting's final match as well. And then it's all 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 steam ahead towards WrestleMania 14. <sighs> It's good. Um, yeah. It's just like and it's nonstop at the moment. I love it. <laughs> the, re the wrestling continues to keep going on forever here. It will never stop. Who will actually have won the rest? Who's actually won the wrestling? We'll never know. But your best bet is to try and follow it with us. And maybe who knows? We'll, we'll try and connect the dots and do some pie charts, um, line graphs. We'll, we'll do Pictionary. <laughs> I don't know. Something along those lines. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? But your best bet is with us here on Monkamania Wrestling. <laughs> so if you would love more content from us, then please, whether you're watching, whether you're listening, please hit the subscribe button. It would be great to have your support. So until next time, thank you so much for joining us. I have been the Decadane, joined by Harriet. And before I even finish up, we haven't actually said where people can follow Harriet on social media and on Twitch. Harriet, do remind our lovely listeners and viewers what they can do. Uh, so on Twitter, I am at Manga Girl Two Three Two. So I post 
random stuff on there but mainly my schedule of what i'm doing on twitch or youtube uh twitch is harriet underscore manga girl and at the moment i'm trying to clear out the lego collection that i've got and also <laughs> trying to level up on fortnites and uh various things like that so i think this week because i think it's the last week i think of the current season for fortnite i might be playing that maybe I think I first think. weekend of March is when the new season starts. So it's kind oh, of well, like trying, if, to get, trying to get all the turtle <laughs> stuff done at the moment. So Exactly. For me, I've done all the music and that's I'm good with that. So it's just, <laughs> yeah, turtles, that's the next thing. So, yeah, I'll, I'll probably be streaming Tuesday or Wednesday, depending. But, yeah, follow me on Twitter. I always put up like a few hours before when I'm going to, tw- uh, when I'm going to stream. So, yeah, you can catch me on there. Perfect. So... With that, thank you so much for watching. We will see you again very soon here on Bunkamini Wrestling. Until next time, stay safe, and we'll see you soon. Bye-bye.